Welcome to another Look Again podcast. Yeah, thank you all for uh, tuning in again, all of our millions of listeners all across uh, the planet and the universe. And thank you all for joining into another episode of Look Again podcast. We love all y'all. Welcome, welcome everybody. Always good to have you on here with us. So, during one of our previous podcasts, there was a moment where Ottman mentioned something and I thought it was like really interesting and I kind of wanted to dive deeper on it. He mentioned something about being bent out of shape from certain interactions and also situations from other people. Like we have a tendency to get what's called bent out of shape. And so I thought this was super interesting and the guys thought like, why don't we talk about this? So we thought it would be a nice, cool idea. And so we're going to go over the things of like, what does it actually mean? What does it mean to us? It's sort of like a creative metaphoric way to speaking about our well-being and who we are and how we feel in the moment and how, you know, something can happen and it can bring us out of the moment and potentially put us in another one. And like, what does that actually mean and how our emotions and feelings can shift fairly instantly? And first off, David, you made it seem like that I only say interesting things few and far between. But whenever I open my mouth, it is... Uh, Gold, but you you can you can continue. Clearly, gold, right there. He's like the opposite of the guy from the beer commercial. He's like the most uninteresting man on the planet. It's like Superman versus Bizarro. Damn. No, Ottman slaps sometimes. Andy said it the other time. Ottman, stop. Don't worry about all the hate, Ottman. That's just a bunch of hate. They just hate it. Haters want to hate, and they gonna keep on hating, man. They drink a lot of haterade out there. So, with that said, in this episode, we're gonna explore all the various ways. We can experience, we can express, and that we can also approach the idea of what it is to be bent out of shape. So being bent out of shape is something, you know, we hear in our colloquialisms, but what does this actually mean to us and how do we define it and what is our idea about being bent out of shape? All right, so when I first hear bent out of shape, I think about being pissed off in a way that you can't control where somebody else has control or a situation has control over you. And like the way that you would normally be, like if you're at, if you call it center, whatever it is, it's pull is like ripping you away from there. And it's, I feel like it, for some reason, when, when I hear it, it, it seems like the other person's in control or the situation's in control of you. And it's, it's causing you to not be your normal self. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever way you usually are, it's, it's pulling you in a way where for some reason, anger is, is the thing I think of when I think of being bent out of shape. So it's like, when you're heated, like you're you're seeing flames, you're seeing red, you're just pissed off like more than ever. But it's again, I don't know why, but it, it feels like when I hear bent out of shape, it's somebody else in control of you. When I hear bent out of shape, to me, the epitome of being bent out of shape, a movie scene pops into my mind. And it's from uh, the movie, the classic Friday, when uh, Red, Chris Tucker and Ice Cube is sitting around. And Smokey say, man, Debo's coming up. You better tuck in your chain and, you know, or take off your chain. And Reds actually just tucks his chain into his shirt. Debo pulls up on his bike. You know, everybody's all nervous. And he comes up to Reds and snatches a chain off of his neck. And, you know, he tries to hold it together. And he's, you know, talking about, like, my grandmama gave me that chain. And when Debo rides his bike off, Reds gets more and more uh, emotional. So it could be anger or could be sadness or, you know, somebody else like takes your power. And, you know, when he, when Debo finally does ride away, 
Rez is just getting sadder and sadder and getting more emotional. He's like, my grandmama gave you that chain. My grandmama gave you that chain. Then he runs away crying and jumps in his car and leaves. And to me, that is the epitome of getting bent out of shape for the simple fact that, you know, you were in a great mood, joking with your friends and all that stuff. And then somebody just debos you for your chain and it takes you out of your element and kind of uh, you become, I guess, emotional uh and it could be any type of emotional state but reds was definitely bent out of shape you know when you said a movie and talking about bent out of shape i thought you were gonna go with um tales from the hood where david allen greer was like beating his family and the little boy made a drawing of him and started bending the picture up and he was bent out of shape oh wow that's what i thought that when you said bent out of shape in the movie that was the first thing that popped in my head because he was truly indeed bent out of shape literally bent out of shape yo that was also his bike he was like, this is my bike now. He's like, that's my chain. He's a punk. Debo's a punk, dude. Yeah. He's a, a, a habitual bending people out of shape, that damn Debo. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, and it's very similar, I think, the way that both the, the fellas just said it. But I have, like, things with each of them where it's like the two of them combined would, would be the way that I would think about it. Because, like, like Ali said where it's bent out of shape, I definitely immediately think of anger when I'm thinking of bent out of shape, right? But I love how Alvin was like, well, it could be any emotion to get you bent out of shape. Because I feel that way too. But for some reason, like Ali said, it definitely went right immediately. I'm thinking anger is what, anytime I feel like I've been bent out of shape, it's been out of anger. And I think maybe just because I feel like, you know, like you're bending something. It's like a quick, like, oh, I got you type thing. You know what I mean? Where, you know, when it's something uh, more subtle, emotion that might have not even subtle, but something that might get you on whether it's sadness or you know you're like more like oh man I'm, I'm i'm hurt this way or that way i don't know i don't i don't feel the anger as much but one thing that i would say that i may differ with what ali was saying was i don't know if it's i mean it is it is definitely because somebody else did it to you but i don't know if they they well, you said a word. What was I forget the word you said? It was something like 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 they're controlling you. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm bent out of shape because someone did something, but it's still all on me as to why I'm bent out of shape. Because I feel like the reason I'm bent out of shape is because I'm no longer straight. Like I'm no longer good. You know, like if I was good and and my life was at balance and good, like I'm balanced and good, then all right, I'm good. But the moment that someone does something and I react in a certain way, it bends me out. It's like uh. Now that I'm verbalizing it, I'm thinking, well, that person is kind of in control of me because I probably wouldn't have been bent out of shape if it weren't for what that person did or said, you know, or the reaction I have towards them, you know, this occurred in my life and I was straight and now I'm bent out of shape. Is it because they bent me out of shape or is it because I allowed them to bend me out of shape? You know what I mean? But either way, I think it's that I'm like, I'm at a balance or I'm good. And the reason I'm bent out of shape is because I'm no longer at balance and good. Yeah. Hey, David, uh, could you colloquialize uh, your meaning of uh, bent out of shape, please? <laughs> yeah. So drop the mic on that one because I pronounced it right on the first time. How I understand it is um, like the more I think about it and the more I, as we are unpacking this before we started talking about it, I was thinking like, oh, it's anger, it's this, it's that, but it's not one thing. It's something that is unfavorable, you know? So it's um, something that in which, kind of Andy, how you said it, something in which that instantly shifts how you are feeling. And maybe it's not instant, maybe it's over time as well. You can be bent over time. You can 
like it's not it doesn't exist to a time and it doesn't exist to just anger or just frustration it exists to anything that you don't want to feel or anything that you don't you don't want to see or have to look at that someone may have pointed out that is correct and or incorrect you know it could be someone being mean to you or it could be someone like pointing out straight facts and you just don't want to hear it so i think there's many ways that it can exist but what it feels to the person that it's existing upon is something that you don't want to. So it's something you don't want to look at whether it's right or wrong. And it's something you don't want to like have to deal with, but sometimes you do. I could see it as existing in many different forms, just makes you feel things you don't want to. So we've been talking about uh, what it means to be bent out of shape, but how does a person actually get bent out of shape? You know, like what are the various ways that have bent you in an unfavorable way? <laughs> what? <laughs> Betting you in an unfavorable way. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> <same> things, <huh? laughs> But think about it. If you could choose your favor at all moments, you're going to choose a favorable moment, even though it's not something that you should be doing. You know what I mean? So that's why I write unfavorable, because it's like, <laughs> it's not something you want. But I think. I think it can come up in many different ways. Like it can come up in conversations with people of things coming up that you don't want, or it can come up with your car didn't start and you got to like walk to work or you got to like take the bus or something, or, you know, your bank account like overdrafted or you have an argument with someone, things of that nature. I think there's many things that have the willingness and or capabilities of bending you out of shape. Thinking about the question that Andy just asked, I guess the thing that pops in my mind is like toxic relationships that that you're in, like significant others. Like Ali was saying, like a power over you, they know what buttons to push to kind of get under your skin and to kind of make them feel better by bending you out of shape. There are people in in this world that get pleasure out of causing other people pain. And, you know, we've all been there in, in those toxic relationships And, you know, when you do allow or don't understand and you're kind of blinded by, you know, lust and not definitely not love, but, you know, the lust from those toxic relationships, those people definitely can bend you out of shape and they thrive off of it. And, you know, that that's one of the things that I've never really understood because that's never really been my M.O. in life or. Yeah, I I guess it's the M.O. in life. That's right. Right. Saying right. M.O. Yeah, modus operandi. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The M. Go ahead, Ali, you, with your colloquialism. <laughs> I'm slaying. Right I'm slaying David with the pronunciation on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, man, it's it's pretty toxic. I just I think one of the greatest lessons that I've ever learned was to uh, take my take your power back, and you know, with this whole mindfulness, uh, yoga, contemplative practices, is learning how to respond to people instead of react, because if you're reacting, you're allowing people to push your buttons and you get bent out of shape. But when you respond, you know, you take a a couple seconds before you, I guess, respond to them trying to push your buttons and you can kind of negate that negative uh, vibe that you would get by reacting and you, you just respond and you'd rise above it instead of falling. Just reflecting on it, I feel like most of the times I've been bent out of shape is be like, I feel like frustration was at the root of it around a situation that I was in. I feel like it's always frustration for the most part. 
I'm thinking if I dig a little deeper, it might be something else, but frustration around someone that you might have been, you know, we where things aren't being reciprocated in a situation or you feel things are unjust or unfair or, you know, you expect the one outcome and the, and the person does something else and you get frustrated about it and you get bent out of shape. And I think the, I feel like the most fucked up part about being out, being bent out of shape is that the person that gets you or situ or the particular person that gets you bent out of shape, like they do it and they're over it. And most of the time they're still renting space in your head and you're still going over it. Like you're perseverating over it for, for hours, days, months, years sometimes. And it, and it's over, but you're still bent out of shape about it. So it's, it's definitely, I, I think it still goes back to that, um, that power thing. Like you're, you're surrendering your power to someone else to have them totally change your mood and your vibe and your energy and, and have you somewhere where you don't want to be. I think that we need to create a remix to the song, the percolator It's time for the perseverator It's time for the perseverator. It's, do I'm it. sorry. Don't be sorry. Let's do it. If, if it's about like, uh, how does someone actually get bent out of shape? I think I feel like we discussed that already. Or what are the ways in which being bent out of shape are you know, initiated. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's like the guys were saying, you know, I think it's, it's the same thing that it's, it's usually an instance, a situation, something, you know, like something's happening to you, whether from a person, um, whether it's internal, whatever it is. Cause, cause I can be bent out of shape. Like, honestly, like a lot, a lot of times I'm bent out of shape is cause I'm, I'm beating myself up. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm not balanced in the way I am because I'm like, Oh man, it's like my, I, when I bend my, I bend myself out of shape, you know, honestly, like, I feel like I'm, I'm trying harder not to let other in, people impact me and, and make them be the boss of me or the master of my destiny. You know, that I'm the architect of my own destiny and I create this reality. So I feel like recently when I'm bent out of shape, it's because it's me. I, I'm beating my own self up. I'm saying, Andy, you need to do better. Andy, why'd you fuck this up? Uh, what are you doing wrong? You know, like that type. Because, you know, we, we talk all the time to the kids like, hey, what, oh, is that, is that, are you letting that kid be your master? You know what I mean? And I feel like I'd be quite an asshole if I let other people dictate my actions and make me do this or act this way. Not, hey, not to say that I don't still allow that to happen because it does. I'm not perfect. But I feel like the majority of the time that I'm bent out of shape is because I'm beating myself up over, hey, you know, like, what are you, what are you doing now? Or, oh, I can't believe you did that again. Or, oh, what's wrong with you? So, like, it's, it's me. All right. So question, y'all. Uh, do you think there are moments that being bent out of shape actually propels us towards a direction of healing and well-being? Or does it expose us to some of the things we'd rather not confront? So how could it be beneficial or destructive to our being? I mean, it definitely goes both ways. But I think the people who don't get bent out of shape are those people that push down all their emotions and have that fake, like, happy vibe to them. Because things are going to happen that piss you off and you in it one of two things is going to happen. You're going to release it or you're going to sit on it and you're going to press it down and it's going to just be tearing you up from the inside out. So getting bent out of shape is good. I mean, sometimes you got to let people know how you feel. Like you can't eat shit all the time. Like you got to be able to kind of stand up for yourself and let people know that, 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 that they have wronged you. And a lot of times the, the response from you getting bent out of shape is what it is. Letting, so letting somebody know that they've hurt you. But I think the, the trick to it is to be able to kind of not let it consume you and not stay bent out of shape. Like you got to get back to your normal self at some point and just kind of let it go and release it and, uh, and keep on moving. But I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you can, I don't think it's healthy to go through life 
not letting no not letting people know when they've wronged you. And for I mean, for whatever reason, I equate getting bent out of shape to somebody having done something wrong to you, and your reaction to it is that getting bent out of shape. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it can go both ways, and it all depends on the person in which that is being bent out of the shape because, you know, you can be bent out of shape and, like, change your fucking life. It could propel you into life-changing opportunities. You could really be confronted with some serious information that, like, actually makes you change for the better and or it can make you change for the worse or it doesn't make you change at all which is you know could be destructive of not changing or it could be destructive to change so i think it could go many different ways and it all depends on the person in which that is being bent you know i guess it could depend on the person that is bending as well or the situation that is doing the bending but i think it all depends on who it's upon and how they deal with it, whether that could be beneficial or destructive. So I would say that uh, I do think being bent out of shape exposes us to some things that we'd rather not confront. That's why we're being bent out of shape. If we were balanced, then there are things that we, there wouldn't be things we wouldn't want to confront. We would just confront those things. So you're bent out of shape and you're like, the reason I'm bent out of shape is because I'm facing something I probably didn't want to deal with right now at this moment. And do I think that, these moments of being bent out of shape propel us towards a direction of healing and well-being? Certainly. I think it's part of our growth. I think it's part of the human experience. I think that we learn from these, these times of obstacles and people or situations and scenarios bringing these moments in our lives that make us stumble, make us falter, make us fall. And then it's up to us to just pick ourselves up and brush ourselves off and keep moving forward and become a better person from that. I know uh, one thing that, you know, I used to disagree with uh, Ali about maybe like I think on one of our earlier podcasts when we interviewed Sharon, me and Ali were having a discussion about using anger as a tool. And I was like, nah, man, you know, I always try to uh, come or lead with love, you know, for the simple fact that I used to always anger used to, I guess, rule me back in the day where I used to be very reactionary. But, you know, I, I do. It made me reflect on something Ali always says, like, you know, that righteous anger where something kind of upsets you and, you know, it allows you to stand up to an injustice that's going on, whether it's, you know, racial injustice, uh, you know, that's going on with, you know, black and brown folks and, uh, you know, Asian folks and, you know, everybody else who's getting wronged. And, you know, that righteous anger is allowing people to kind of step up to the plate and push the narrative to a certain weight level or direction that is making people kind of be aware of uh, the racial injustices. But then like Ali was saying, I think it's one of those things that you can't let it consume you after you identify that anger, that righteous anger. Uh, It's not about sitting on it and letting it consume you. It's all about responding to it and being uh, active or having action steps to be able to right that those wrongs. Uh, so, you know, I think that there are moments that where being bent out of shape can kind of lead you, yourself personally and help you push the narrative and movements forward, colloquially speaking. <laughs> Jerks. I agree with that. Like, there's something about needing to be righteous if you got something heavy to say, especially when it comes to racial or justice issues and 
anger and frustration is something is how we process the emotion but how we deal with it is through righteousness and and that's how it shows up so it's like you may be angry and like loud but what you say is truthful and right our actions and how we feel they can look different but they tend to have like a righteous direction all right so let's say um in those situations where like Somebody origamis the shit out of you and you're totally bent out of shape. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Or even better, like with those situations where you do it to someone else and you get them bent out of shape. What are some of the things that you can do in the moment? Like, or are there things that you do in the moment to get yourself back into shape or like some of the special things that you might use um, for yourself in those moments? So like, what, what do you, what, what are some of you all solutions to that? Hell yeah. You got to have tools or you'll be totally consumed uh, with, the origaminess of the situation. Origamics. Or origamics, son. They sound like that sound like some like fresh new uh Kanye West shoes or something. Origamics. That's right. But you know, with me, the thing that's kind of helped me out is uh certain mantras. And you know, the 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 base mantra ohm has helped me out a lot. You know, it'd be times where, you know, people piss me off, get under my skin, origamic my ass up, and I want to curse them out. I want to be like, man, this motherfucker, kiss my, you know, and, you know, I know the the rule of karma, whatever you put out there comes back tenfold thoughts, words, or deeds. So I try not to put any shit out into the universe because I don't want shit coming back my way. You know, our teacher always taught, taught us about, you know, try to catch the thought constructs before they actually uh, completely materialize. So when I feel myself, you know, getting bent out of shape. And, you know, I like like Andy says, I'm far from perfect, you know, but, you know, I try to be mindful and be aware of when I am tilting in a direction where I may feel bad about, you know, my reactions or, uh, yeah, my reactions to folks. When I feel myself about to project some negativity when it's not needed, you know, I am about to, in my mind, I'm about, I'm like cursing the person out. But before I finish it, I'll say om, 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 om mentally. And, you know, that to me, like everybody has, you know, many paths, one destination. My path is using uh, the mantra om because that takes you to that divine vibration, the, you know, sound resonating from your inner light. And that kind of reminds me of that and, you know, reminds me of the peace that I have when I'm meditating on om. And it kind of helps me melt away those uh, negative emotions that I have that are coming up from when I'm being bent out of shape. And, you know, like I said, I may fail at times and, you know, I may forget that mantra, but that is a tool that has helped me, you know, in this human experience uh, in dealing with other folks that, you know, may have a, you know, certain frequencies that don't agree with mine is that mantra own. Like it helps me out a hell of a lot. I like that. One thing I was thinking about when you were talking was first thing to do is like you just got to take a breath you know so that's probably where you insert the ohm just breathe and then first off like maybe not react so whether it's a situation or it's from another or it's from like internal dialogue you need to have a moment where you're like why was this said or why is this thought of or why did this happen you know so trying to understand why it's happening because maybe you're the problem and you're bent out of shape because you don't want to hear something you should. Or maybe it's not your fault. And maybe someone's just being combative and not playing fair with you. So 
you just kind of like snap into something different. But at the same time, you have to understand like maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it is your fault. So taking a breath and stepping aside your ego and realizing where is that coming from? What who's saying that? Why was it said? Who is it said from? Why are they saying it? You know, so there's a lot of questions that come up other than just reacting and be like, like, don't say that. Why the fuck? And just get all mad about it. It's like maybe that needed to be said. I mean, I'm with you, man. I I definitely think so. Because when the question was asked about like, what's a tool you can use immediately? I think when I get bent out of shape, I think the number one thing that helps me out the most is my ability to forgive myself. Like to understand that, man, Andy, you just got bent out of shape, bro. Like, why'd you do that? You know, you know what balance is, right? You know, you know, you know what's, I assume again, there's times like uh, I am omniscient, right? I'm all knowing I got this down, right? But at the same, I still fuck up, right? So still like if I'm bent out of shape, I'm not where I need to be. And instead of beating myself up, I'm like, yo, you, you screwed up. It's okay. You screwed up. You failed this test it's going to present itself again. You're going to have to get through it. Right. You know, but like for me, it helps me to finally be able to, instead of just keep kicking my ass and beating, beating myself up because I failed saying, you know what, man, it's okay. This is part of what life is. You allowed yourself to be bent out of shape, get yourself straight and keep moving, right. Keep moving forward. When you are bent out of shape, try to identify what really got you bent out of shape understand it and understand it. You know, it could be them that controlled you, but I, I'm always a big believer that I, I I run this shit. You know, I run this show, the, the, the Andy show, Andy's life. I run it. So no one can control me. No one can. No one can hold you down. Right. It's only sometimes to fuck up and it's, it's even better to allow yourself to understand, be cool with fucking up basically. So I forgive myself for being allowing myself to be bent out of shape. Yeah. I know. I know for me, it's, um, realizing that anger is a part of the human experience and allowing myself to be angry. If I feel like I'm going to be feel like I need to be, you know what I mean? Like, and not like, like we were talking about earlier, like not letting it consume me, but just like give myself a second to like, feel like, all right, I deserve to be pissed off about this, but then working through it. Definitely the mantras like, uh, like I was talking about, I have one go-to that I use all the time. Um, when I'm, when I'm pissed off, I'm bent out of shape. It's consistently hundred percent worked. Uh, so I go to that one. I know getting some time. What out, is we'll, what, what is that one, Ali? Why don't you share um, it with our viewers? It's it's Chandra Yahinama. Chandra Yahinama. Um, and that's your sleep one, right? Chandra Ranahinama. It's for it's to um purify the mind, so it works to kind of clear out your mind before you go to sleep. But it works like a motherfucker when you're angry, um, because it, it like I'm serious, man. Like there have been times where I'm pissed off about something, and it's the balance between wanting to be angry and wanting, not wanting to send that energy out into the universe because it's coming back to me and it's going back and forth and back and forth. And so I'm like going back and forth like a pendulum between being angry and not wanting to be angry. And I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want to deal with this. And I'll just do it. I'll just use the mantra and the mantra will clear it all out. And I can have like a rational conversation in my mind about it and try to figure out what exactly is going on, why it's affecting me so deeply. So special things I do, like I, I know um, going for a walk, usually when I'm bent out of shape, preferably in, in somewhere in nature, uh, but but definitely it seems like walking is the is the thing. Like it gets me like it gets my body moving, it gets my mind, it gives me time to reflect on what's been going on. Uh, but but those are ideal. I mean the breath, when I can when I remember to do it, there's this meditation that works really well. Uh, it's called the meditation to tranquilize the mind. 
And that's another one that I've used in the heat of the moment when I've been bent out of shape. And that one works really quickly too. Yeah. So it's interesting to, to hear how all these contemplative practices that you guys do and teach are usable in moments like these. So, you know, moving on, one thing I'm noticing is like, we're talking about after the fact. So like the thing has been done and now the shape is not being held in which you currently were. So like there's this idea of past and present of shape being held and then that shape being bent. So to be bent out of shape, you sort of have to already be existing in a current shape. So do you think people are conscious of the shape they are actually in before being bent out of it? Or does the act of being bent out of shape force us to realize the shape we are currently in? So Andy was sort of talking about like straight line stuff, but I'm kind of thinking we can all be different shapes, but then we're bent, so we're conformed into a different shape. So, but I'm, I'm curious, like, do we actually know the shape we're currently in right now? Because right now none of us are bent out of shape. But what shape are we in if, if we're not bent out of it? If this was a drinking game and every time somebody said shape, you had to take a shot, like us and all of our listeners would be hammered right now. That's right. We should do another episode where we actually do that, where we listen to this this podcast and we take a shot every time it said shapes. <laughs> we have to do like half a shot because I'm not trying to get that sick. I mean, but you would be bent out of shape if you did get sick. It'd be some sort of shape. I feel like you go. I feel like what you were saying, David, is is a great point because I feel like it can go both ways. I feel like sometimes you're really in touch with yourself, like you're really present, and you're you're aware, like you have those moments of clarity and awareness where you're totally in touch with how you feel. I mean, and it, it could be for, from both sides. It could be on the on the happy, positive side, like you're in a good vibe and you're there, or it could be on like the negative side, like you're down and you know you're there. There's there's points where we're totally aware of the way that we feel. And there's other points where you're just kind of living life there's so much going on and you're distracted and you're not really have you don't really have that time to check in because life is coming at you too fast and I feel like those are the moments where you don't realize you're bent out of shape until you're there and then you're reflecting on well I used to feel this way but now I feel this way and this way feels off this is my bent out of shape way and I won't need to get back to the original shape that I was in I think that mindfulness and contemplative practices kind of help you understand the shape that you're in and when you do get bent out of shape, you know what I mean? Like when, like I know Andy always talks about this human do- doing versus human being. Like when people are just human doings, like Ali was saying, and they're just like robotic, just going throughout life and not being aware of their inner environment and their outer environment. And they're just like, just f- going with the flow. They may, may not know when they actually are in homeostasis and then getting bent uh, out of shape. But you know, if you do have a contemplative practice, you do slow your mind down and slow, you know, your environment down uh, that's going on around you, where you do realize when you are bent out of shape and you are pushed to that limit where, you know, you aren't in your normal grounded present state. But, you know, I know that that, that is one of the things that have come to me with uh, this contemplative practice is, you know, understanding you know, one thing we always describe is like our, our definition of mindfulness is, you know, understanding what center is, understanding when you're off a of center and understanding tools to get you back there. But if people don't have that base, they they won't know that. They'd just be, you know, not stupid, but ignorant of that information. Okay. Uh, so I was saying, when I first heard it, I immediately thought 
most people don't even know what shape they are. That's why immediately I thought. Uh, I totally agree with you. I, I actually think we don't know the shape we are currently in until it is drastically changed, whether that be through internal or external sources. But I don't think we know. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think we know. The only time we know is when it's, when it's behind us. It's like it's already over there, you know? Or when it's happening, right? When, it, when, when the bending is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you can you can feel the discomfort just like coming upon you. So I have a sense that you can't really like pin it down. So it's it's like I don't even know the shape I'm in right now. But what I do know is I like I feel good. You know, I don't, I don't have anything weighing me down. I don't have anything bending me on too hard. I, you know, like everything's pretty good. So <laughs> what the fuck? He said bending you too hard. So. <laughs> Don't bend me too hard, I'm in. I couldn't even see you guys. And when he <laughs> said it, I'm dying laughing over here. And I could feel, because you're all since my connection's bad, that I can't see your video. I could feel that Ali and Alma were laughing when you said that shit. <laughs> well, you know him that well. But I do feel like it's something we are not necessarily conscious of because it is probably our normal state of being is just being at homeostasis or, you know, vibing at normal with like a variance level of it's, you know, down there or here. But at the same time, it's like once you get rocked, then you're like, fuck, I want to go back to where I was to where I, you know, I didn't realize that was kind of normal or just straightforward. <laughs> Should we get our guest star to ask the question? You, you all, yeah, please say that. Guest host, guest host. Hey, Chrissy, could you ask this question instead? You want to ask this one, Chrissy? Um, All right, hey, we're, we're, uh, I have a friend in the house, and we're just going to have her ask it since she's here. This is her first time. She's a long-time listener, first-time question asker. Okay, so sometimes the shape we're actually in might not be the one we should be in. So do you think being bent out of shape could allow for someone to find a new shape that might suit them better for future growth and prosperity? So now we're kind of like moving on to, you know, you're bent out of shape. Now what? So it comes to um, an ownership of Andy, kind of how you were saying of owning how you feel. So nobody gets to dictate how I feel. I get to dictate how I feel. So if I don't feel right, it's my responsibility to figure that out and move forward. So for instance, if I hear some um, unfavorable information or something happens and I get bent out of shape, there's an opportunity that is being presented to, to me and maybe to my, you know, my inner circle to like move on, figure it out, rise up and make something out of it and move forward so I can like fix it. I can move on. I can patch it up or I could um, figure it out. Having ownership of how I feel and trying to move forward and like trying to have future growth. Yeah. In those moments where you get bent out of shape and like the universe just kicks your ass, like, I feel like those are some of the best learning experiences if you can actually learn from them and not just let them totally destroy your your energy and your mood and your life. Because, you know what I mean? Like, the things that get you bent out of shape are usually things that you're, like, repelled from or repulsed by or things that are that you need to, like, probably grow more with and figure out how to to keep the keep your, keep control of your own energy and not giving somebody else your power but empower yourself. And then, like... You know, those situations where you do get bent out of shape, you see like, all right, this might be a, like Uncle Will used to always say, like, that might be a test that you failed where because, I mean, the universe is like works in those ways where it's like you keep getting thrown the same tests over and over 
and over and over again until you pass them. And then you'll get thrown a new test. But like, I feel like you're going to, people keep getting bent out of shape in the same ways because they don't, they, they haven't figured out how to, to, to cross that bridge across that barrier. And then even like the, the whole thing with Sam Scare is like, you know, like you, you get used to, re, to responding to certain things or reacting to them in a certain way. And the whole thing with Sam, Sam Scare is that like, it's those things that like kind of bind your soul to this plane. So you get every time you react to that thing in that same way, that might be a negative way. It binds tighter and tighter and tighter and you have to deny it to unravel it and that's a part of your process for like liberating your soul from this plane is like that whole unwrapping those samskaras so there's a lot of good universal lessons in getting bent out of shape but you got to be able to um really see the lesson in it and and kind of move forward from it i wish i could say i did it every time like their tests i'm still fucking failing you know what i mean like that i've seen i see them coming a mile away and i'm like oh i'm gonna pass that this time dust myself back off and get back up try it again like next time pops back up, kicks me in the ass again, dust myself off, get back up, you know, but, you know, trying to learn from them all. But I mean, I'm sure our listeners have a lot of the same things going on in their life. If you really reflect on the things that are going on in your life, it's probably a lot of the same issues that we've been dealing with for a while. And, you know, you just got to just be fortified in your practice or fortified in your light or fortified in your center. So when the test does come back up, you have a better opportunity to kind of to get past it. Ali, that, that kind of sounds like working out. You're not going to just grab the heaviest weight and just start, like, lifting it. You have to... Oh, you don't see... You've never seen me in the gym then. But, but like, what I'm saying is, like, physically, we have to prepare our bodies to lift heavy weights or do extreme activities. But, like, why emotionally do we have to get it on the first try or else we fail? Maybe you failing is actually you progressing, but just what you thought was winning is further out. You need more of those little tests to kind of like get you there, you know? So you're kind of like emotionally doing weighting, lifting emotional weights. Yeah. I think a lot of that preparation is our practice. You know what I mean? Like you practice on your mat, like you practice your physical movement, you practice your breath work, you practice your meditation. So that when you do get out in life, you can, you can, you can actually function from your higher self. And when I say fail, I mean like, when those situations where you could act from your higher self, but you act from your lower ego self, like that's what I'm saying is, is failing. Not like, yeah, I, I think that's what, uh, th- that's what I'm talking about as far as failing. Like you have those opportunities to act from your higher, your true inner self or your ego self. And those tests that you fail, the ones where you're totally acting from your ego, but they're, they're, like, again, there's still good opportunities to learn from. Yeah. So, um, you know, last question, uh, before we wrap up, do you think it's possible that you get bent out of shape because the current shape you're in wasn't serving you or fitting you? Or do you feel like it's always the fault of the thing which caused the shape bending? Colloquial speaking, colloquially speaking. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's that's interesting to think about because sometimes when you get bent out of shape, you blame the thing in which that is bending you and not necessarily yourself. So sometimes I think it can promote some healing choosing a different direction in which that serves you more so like say you have like a longtime friend who knows you really well and they kind of see you fucking up and they like call it out but they're honest and they're truthful and they're saying some things that you know aren't fun to hear but at the same time like if you are willing to sit there and hear it and like be kind of like not in the shape you want to be in then i think it's an opportunity to grow and have ownership of changing the trajectory of like where you want to go and where you're going to be. So I do feel like it has potential to serve you 
if you know how to navigate those like seas of being bent. Uh, but at the same time, I do feel like someone could bend you out of shape and it's their fault. It's not yours. It's just, you know, you don't like hearing that and they're being jerks or whatever. I do feel like it can happen both ways. But sometimes I think we need to be able to be adult enough, emotionally mature, to see if it's our fault before we start blaming others. Because it's so easy to point it in a different direction instead of yourself. Yeah, David, I'm with you. I think it's all about being able to navigate the situation. Um, you know, cause you're good. Like life is about getting bent out of shape. Um, and I feel like sometimes it can serve you, but it's hard to, I feel like in those moments where getting bent out of sh- shape is something that serves you cause you weren't, um, in the right place. Like, and so it's like, it, it's actually helping you. It's, it's hard for you to see, like when you're in a certain place and you get bent out of shape that it's actually helping you. Um, because most of the time, like you were saying, you want to blame other people for it. You don't want to take the blame for giving them your giving them your power and having them bend you out of shape. But, you know, some hopefully at some point it becomes one of those things where you you see like, wow, that shit wasn't like and it, it takes some a lot of people don't know how to um, really reflect, honestly reflect on themselves or take the time to do it. And I think that's one of the things that has to happen. Like you have to take that time for introspection. You got to take the time to really look and see where and what you are or what you were and where you are now and what's going to be the best place for you to move forward. Like what shape do you need? Do you need to go back to that old shape or do you need to unbend yourself and go back into a new shape? And and the ego is a fragile thing, you know, like uh, just to build off what Ali was saying, uh, you know, sometimes when in the heat of the moment, somebody tells you, uh, about uh you know some of your faults it may be right it may be wrong but you know usually you know when people your loved ones are speaking to you to you about you know some of your misgivings or you know things that you can improve it does crack your ego or bend you out of shape take another shot but you know it's really one of those things that if you can come from a place of reflection you're able to reflect on, you know, what was said about you, even though it may have hurt your ego at that moment, you will be able to kind of, uh, you know, reflect on it and see uh, where the light of that contradiction or uh, confrontation was was coming from. And, you know, you can see if, if it was true or if it wasn't, or, you know, why that person uh, actually thought that they should say this to you And, you know, if it resonates with you that, you know, that it is something that you need to fix, then, you know, you will grow from it. If it's something that you feel that somebody was speaking out of ignorance, then you can just let it fall off like a scab. But, you know, I think that it always is good to reflect on, you know, when people do bring up things about your character, bring things up about, you know, how you're living and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, You know, like I said, the ego is fragile. You either rise from, you know, the confrontation or, you know, you learn from it, reflect on it, or you just leave it where where it is and let it fall off like a scab. But I definitely want to say that I agree with what I'm saying here. Like, and what everyone's saying, really, like, when you get bent out of shape, it's because the shape you were in wasn't serving you. I definitely wholeheartedly believe that. I think that the reason you're getting bent out of shape is because you haven't learned whatever lesson you need to learn. And until you learn that lesson, you won't be in the shape that you need to be in. And that's why sometimes there are shapes 
and that we may be in right now where we're like, uh, I think this is great and everything's good. But the reason we're getting bent out of shape is because there's another shape that we should actually be in to make us be a better version of our current selves. Is it cool if we have Chrissy answer that and then we'll call it? Do it, Chrissy. Go ahead, girl. Yeah. Yeah. See what a look again fan thinks about our questions on the look again podcast. And then hopefully some more fans will join, you know, hopefully more fans will join in and have a, a little, a little part of this. Go for it. Well, I think right now in my life, I'm a shape shifter. It's just nonstop with me, but um, yeah, er- everything is a learning experience. And I definitely think the getting bent out of shape, it could definitely, it has kind of a, a negative vibe to it, but isn't that just about us being pushed to grow and to learn the lessons that we need to learn. So I, I just think it's always a good thing. And that, yeah, we need, we need, we're being pushed because we're being pushed to be that best version of ourselves that we can be. Preach, girl, preach. Great response. Great hey. response. First guest appearance that wasn't like a signed on guest. <laughs> we should have something where it's like um, the P- our, our top Patreon donors can like uh, come and be a guest host with us. Sweet. We need Patreon donors first to do that. All right. So all to all of you out there, we're going to have a contest for, uh, for for next week. Our number one Patreon donor for next week will get to host an episode of Looking Good Podcast with us. Bang, bang. If anybody donates money to us, we'll put you on the podcast and you can. No, like- no, not if anybody donates money. That's like somebody can give like a dollar. We're, we're worth more than that. All right, no, top yeah, yeah. donor, if you're, man. If top you're donor. our top donor. Yeah, because people have been donating to us already, like from, you know, really? around the world, around the nation, and we just don't know what, do, what to do with the donation. So now we're going to make it a competition to like see how, who like donates David, the most. David was like, really? <laughs> I was and, trying to promote here, David. Come on, get on board here, man. Figure out what's going on. Here. I like it. I like it. And yes. I was just unsure. We're talking finances here. Um, so, you know, we like uh, the money that jingles, but we'd rather have the money that folds. I like that. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I found this pretty, like, uh, interesting conversation. Um, Since we had this conversation, next time, you know, a shape that is being pressed upon me, I'm going to think about it a little bit differently. And, like, how can I take control of being bent out of shape? Or how do I manage the moment in which that is happening? So, Be like adamantium, David. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and how do I make sure that I I I hold the power and don't give my power to other people by reacting to them, pushing my buttons? I think that's one of the main things that hopefully people take away from there is, you know, like people can bend you out of shape, but that means you really are giving them the power to be able to bend you out of shape. Preach. Look again, everybody. Look again. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. Peace and love. Blow, 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 Thank you for listening to Look Again Podcast. Please feel free to share this content with your friends and community. Also, please consider donating to our Patreon page. You can find us at patreon.com and search for Look Again Podcast. Anything helps, and we really appreciate your visit. Thank you so much.